All righty. Welcome back to the program. Zach Bailey from Channel 9 coming up very shortly. Before we get there, Jimmy, sadly, Eric Tweedle passed away on the 16th of October. Cheers, Graham from Narrabeen. I'm very sorry to hear that, Graham, uh, but thank you for passing that on. So condolences to uh, the Tweedle family. Uh, but you get to over 100. That's a great innings, a former Wallaby. And, of course, the Oval out there, Granville Park, now named in his honour. The Sharks will pointlessly make the finals again and pointlessly go straight out again, says the Blue Emu. So there you go. That's on the back of the Sharks getting nine games, the lowest out of anyone against 2023 finalists. To go through the draw and everything else in the world of rugby league, time now to speak to our man Zach Bailey from Channel 9. G'day, Zachy. G'day, Jimmy. Long time no speak. I hope you've been well. Uh, I have been well, thank you for asking. I trust the same for you. And I, am I right in saying that you've been doing a little bit of holidaying of late? I've been uh, international travelling, uh, which was a holiday, straight up to the grand final, Bali, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, which was great. And then uh, three days back in Sydney before I jetted down to Melbourne and then over to NZ for the final two tests to the Pacific Champs. So uh, it's great to be back in Sydney, uh, but it was a good, a good time away for both tours. Okay. I always find that travel makes you very reflective. What are the things that you reflected on about yourself uh, and about the oh. <laughs> coach case looking at me as if, well, that, no, I'm telling you, that's what you do when you travel. It gives you perspective. No. Well, I'll tell you what, I absolutely loved, for anyone listening, uh, a place in Laos called Luang Prabang. And basically, I, oh, and Cambodia was great as well, but in particular, um, Luang Prabang, I basically uh, spent four days off the phone, no digital, um, I had a digital detox, so no social media, yep. um, and no roaming on the phone. And it was, I felt so far removed from our world, which I do love. Um, but, yeah, I just loved it, you know, whether it's the culture, whether it's the food, just getting away off, off the beaten track because, as you know, the, the consuming world of sports media and especially rugby league media can um, can consume your time. So straight after the season, it was, it was just what I needed. See, Coach K, you gave me that weird look, but I'm telling you, thank you, Zach, for sharing with the listeners. Okay. I think we all appreciate that. Right, let's get back into it then. You would have popped up on your phone. The NRL draw has been released. So what did you make of all of it? The Dragons have got the Magic Round by, but they also get the Anzac Day clash against the Roosters. What are your first thoughts on the 2024 draw? Well, it's always a really, really tough task uh, with all the different scenarios. Yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of the the general gist, I was in at Rugby League Central uh, early this morning going through with a couple of the other journos. It looks like the Sharkies have got a pretty uh, good draw again, but I uh -huh. mean, when it comes to finals footy, does it does it really help them? Um, so some Sharkies fans out there will, will no doubt be happy. The Dragons fans, as you mentioned, um, no magic round this year for them. I, I found it interesting, like a game that's built on rivalries, and you've always had, well, for the last uh, decade or so, you've had the Warriors against the Storm on Anzac Day, and they've changed that matchup up. I don't know if I'm generally a fan of, of that. I'm all for more games on Anzac Day if, if that's the way the NRL want to go. But the fact that the Warriors aren't playing the Storm over on home soil for the first time since 2015, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm a big believer in that. The one thing I do like is Magic Round kicks off with on a Thursday night, essentially, with the first women's State of Origin match. Yes, so it's a four-day festival, essentially, again. And I think it's a good way to get eyeballs. You know, most people in footy circles are going to be up there, whether it's fans or media or all the other teams or whatnot. So I think that's a really good issue from the game. And to have a three-game female women's state of origin series, 
Absolute no-brainer. So thank God they've brought that in early. Uh, totally agree with you on that. It'll be nine games now. They're up for Magic Round. So let's hope that they, we don't get the rain that we did two years mm. ago. But uh, that's separate. I'm, I'm, I like the fact that the Anzac Day Clash is now going to be held over in New Zealand. But Melbourne Storm, too good. They said, oh, no, we're not playing in that. We still want a game at home. And so they get mm. South Sydney. So that is a, a massive win for the Melbourne Storm on that one. All right. Uh, yeah, we can look at the draw in all different ways. Uh, let's look at some of the other issues about Raymond Faye Taylor Mariner. Um, is it unusual? Uh, I know that it is, but what do we think of the outcomes of please stay away from training? And then the other part of, well, I'm going to have a meeting with you. I'm going to have it where I have all my meetings, which is in the, the dynasty restaurant at, at Canterbury Leagues Club. And then I'm going to be upset, Phil Gould, that someone has papped me. And um, What's your take on all of that? Mm. Well, firstly, it, it, it is a bizarre scenario that a club or former club captain, I'm guessing, is told, hey, don't come to pre-season training. Yep. Um, that, that's firstly just bizarre, even for rugby league standards, I guess is always... I, I know the club was, prob- was, was hoping that uh, his future, I guess, was settled elsewhere before we got to this position where you're told not to come uh, to, to pre-season training. As for the meeting with Gus, well... Um, whether he likes it or not, we're in a public. Uh, we're in, a, you know, if you're meeting in a in a in a space where other people could see you, it's the world we live in these days that you're going to get papped. If you really didn't want to be papped, um, have it in a scenario where there's no one from the public around. That's my, that's my view on it. So, um, I don't know whether it's a, whether whether it's a good look or a bad look. I'm not too sure. Obviously, Gus is trying to do his best with with Raymond and his ma- uh, manager to try and sort out the issue as soon as possible, but. Jimmy, if you have lunch with a big wig, I'm sure you'll get papped and it'll be all over SEN or people will be writing and going, look at Jimmy having lunch with, you know, Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, trying to get free tickets to Vegas. Who knows? <laughs> Mate, I'm having lunch with Coach K. He's going to Vegas and I'm not. But so that's that's how we roll here. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, look, I, I think it's interesting that it was a professional photographer that did it. I think as a result, that means that they were tipped off. And my question is, well, who, mm. tipped, who tipped off the professional photographer? But you can join your dots on that one. Why are we waiting for Michael Maguire to sign a deal with the New South Wales Blues? Well, I believe it's all because uh, Michael Maguire is after a longer deal than was first proposed proposed from the Blues. He's also trying to get an answer, I think, out of New Zealand Rugby League in terms of what his future looks like. Because if Michael Michael Maguire had his way, he would remain coach of the Kiwis and he would also take over the Blues for two years and not one year. So I I found it interesting initially that if the Blues really believed in Michael Maguire taking New South Wales back to a State of Origin series win and really backed him as the future coach of the Blues, I'm surprised he wasn't given a two-year deal uh, at the start, because the thing is, you know, if, if Mike Maguire was to lose game one, as you know, it's like any coach that comes off contract, they automatically start, you know, if, they, if they'll thrash 30 nil or something, there's already, there's, there'd be talk from the outset about his future. Yep. Whereas you, you've, I think you just have to lock him in for two years. Hopefully there's some good results from a Blues perspective in, in the first series. Um because if you don't offer him a two-year two year deal, I'm thinking, well, what, why back this guy? Why back this guy? Could you imagine Michael Maguire, you know, loses a series in two games and they go, I'll see you later. Let's, you know, let's flick him and let's get another coach. Like, I, I don't believe in that. If, if you trust him to be a man, give him a two-year deal. Um, and that's what Michael Maguire is pushing for at the moment. Uh, board meeting at the oh, 23rd of November, I think it is. I think we'll learn a lot more about that uh, at that point. Uh, Curtis Scott. Now... 
He's saying he's given up alcohol. Mm. He's attending Alcoholics Anonymous, <laughs> that he's desperate to get back into the National Rugby League. Do you see him doing so? Look, Jimmy, it's, it's, a, it's a complex matter given his history off-field. Yep. Um, the one thing I will say is like, good on him just as a person, not as a rugby league player, for cleaning up his life as he says he has, giving up things that may have put him in positions in the past that uh, he would no doubt not be proud of and it's brought harm to other people. Um, but if, if I'm an NRL club, um, I, I guess you'd have some hesitation and reservations there in terms of trying, you know, trying to sign him. I know the Eels had signed him well, essentially, we're going to sign him, and then he had to go to court for um, some pretty serious charges a couple yep. of years ago. So, I don't know whether another club will give him a chance. If they do, he might have to come through some lower ranked footies, a footy, and, and really prove himself um, in that way. But as it stands right now, like I said, I'm happy for Curtis Scott to clean up his life. But I don't know how many clubs will be ringing around and saying, you know, like I definitely, I definitely want to take a punt on this guy. If he has rehabilitated himself, if he has made those changes that he said he has, and I watched him play in the Group 6 Grand Final, Thurlmere beat the Camden Rams, so the Thurlmere Roos, he scored an amazing try that only someone of his class could score. Uh, but beyond mm. that, probably didn't have a huge impact on the game. But if he's done all of those things that he says he has, I would be happy to have him at a train and trial situation. And then, yep. and then give him the opportunity to continue to improve, much like we've got the situation with the Roosters and Michael Jennings. Yep, totally agree. Yeah. But again, you're not going to walk straight back into the top 30. Those spots these days, with some of the athletes that are coming through that are young and you know yep. raw, talented-wise... Um, I think it'll be really hard to see him like straight back injected into a top 30 squad. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair comment as well. Uh, I hope you continue your Zen period after the four days of, of <laughs> no social media, a, a cleanse, an electronic cleanse on that. But it's also great to have you back, Zachy. Thanks, mate. It was actually two weeks of no social media, but the highlight uh, in Lao was uh, Luang Prabang. So if you have some time off, Jimmy, head over. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I will get that. And certainly Tracy from Cordor uh, will have me doing things other than traversing around the jungles of Lao. But each to their own. Good on you, Zachy. Zach Bailey there from Channel 9. Right, we're late for the news. Let's get there now. And then after that, we're back with Coach K.